You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's speak to a fund manager now, or a wealth manager rather, and it's Joanne Bain from Sterling Private Wealth in the Western Cape. Now, normally we talk about, uh, you know, sort of long-term themes, and I, but unfortunately with what's going on today, Joanne, we have to revert to our old roles of um, looking at the markets in the, um, the shorter term, because something's definitely going on today. Have you seen Bitcoin, for example? Well, I believe the Chinese have said they won't accept it as currency or as you can't use it to buy things. So that that can't be good news. And then on top of that, we've had Elon Musk on various platforms saying that Bitcoin uses too much electricity, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not very green friendly. So there's been quite a lot of bad news in terms of the cryptocurrencies recently. Yes, but it's um, fallen 28 percent today. It's now yeah, halved. But I mean, but that's. Yeah, but it's an incredibly volatile currency, right? I mean, a co- or commodity. What, what do you call it? Commodity currency. What, what's the term for it? Um, it I it don't know. It's a, cri- it's a cryptocurrency. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crypto. Yes. No, but it's incredibly volatile. I mean, you, you tell clients all the time, if you invest in this, we're not advising you to do so. But if you are going to put money into it, it's all about portfolio construction. Never put more than 1% or 2% of your money into something like this because it's highly volatile and it could easily go to naught. Uh, we, we tell that to people all the time. So, you know, that's and that's crypto for you. We, we don't yet know which the winners in that space are going to be. So um, I, I, was a great, I did a great chat yesterday with a guy called Arthur Karras from Old Mutual. Yes. And he made this interesting point. He said, who would ever sell their house to someone in cryptos? Because if you sold it on cryptos being valued on day one and three months later when the transfer takes place, the crypto is halved. Would you accept that? I don't think I would. So, you know, it needs to become less volatile for it to become sustainable. Let's put it that way. We, We all know that. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you another couple of indicators today. NASDAQ futures down one and three quarters percent. Uh, S&P futures down 1.4 percent. And the backdrop to this, to my mind, is I think someone's getting out. I think someone is offloading. I think a, a, a large hedge fund or uh, a group of investors are, are getting out uh, on, on this day. They started in the last hour last night on Wall Street and they've continued it today in the futures market. Uh, Wall Street yet to open, of course. Um, the other thing is you've got to look at inflation. I'll start with the Japanese wholesale prices, which rose to a six and a half year high. Uh, I think the figure was that it was it was in the last few days anyway. Uh, the UK inflation spiked this morning uh, because of energy costs. The US inflation we know about 4.2%. South African inflation up to 4.4%. It's a reality and people are starting to say, well, this is, it hasn't been something we've been used to for so many years. How do we behave? Well, I know how they're behaving. They're selling everything. Well, they are selling everything, but I think one must be very careful this inflation conversation. From a rate of inflation's a rate of change, right? So we have a very low base effect in 2020, and now we've got latent demand and supply deficits coming through, and a whole lot of factors leading to much higher inflation numbers in the short term. The question you've got to ask yourself, though, if you look at 2022, do you think inflation will still be running at four or five percent? So a lot. In other words, are these inflation numbers sustainable? I think it's you and I debate this all the time. I, I think until we see massive wage inflation coming through, it's hard to see that it's going to be sustainable because a lot of it's just a rate of change or a base effect coming through. But however, we are seeing some wage pressure coming through in the States, and I think that's what's making people very nervous. There was an article that caught my eye yesterday from McDonald's saying they couldn't take the price pressure anymore at some point. Because of wage inflation, they're going to have to start increasing the price of their burgers, for instance. So you're seeing a lot of companies taking margin pressure as the underlying costs have gone up. And a lot of them now saying, we can't do this anymore. 
apparently one part of the market that's very tight in the States is sort of um, anything to do with waitresses or um, hotels, that sort of thing, you know, that's tour- I mean, the tourism stroke services industry. Again, though, is it sustainable? Will this still be the case in a year's time? So in the short term, I think the market didn't have a clue how to price the inflation numbers coming through, and they keep surprising. But people didn't really know how bad they were going to be. But will we see this inflation number like this in 2022? The jury's still out on that one. But, you know, the market at the moment is saying we don't really care. We don't care what the jury's saying. We're selling. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Yes, indeed. It's a very interesting one. A South African story is also an interesting one um, with the inflation spiking to 4.4%, but that's a definite base effect uh, number. But also the rollout of vaccines. And from what I've heard anecdotally from a couple of people, it's actually been done rather well so far. Well, we are hearing that. I think it started the last day or so. Uh, and just anecdotally, again, in my office, a lot of the people's parents are starting to be inoculated, I mean, vaccinated. And their parents, obviously, in their 70s or 60s, and they're getting the vaccination, which is quite quick. Um, I think private enterprise have got more involved now. I mean, I hear Discovery writing lots of comments about it. So, you know, South Africans, we might be a bit late to the party, but, you know, what's that old expression, a board maka plan? Yes. Maybe we're finally getting our act together. And maybe it's finally happening. Um, we have to, we're running out of time, though. The third wave is upon us. Um, just for what it's worth, uh, schools in the Western Cape today have cancelled all sporting events going forward. So there's clearly a little bit of concern about the third wave coming through. Well, they're cancelling sporting events because of the contact aspect contact aspect yes so we, we are seeing um the numbers starting to increase i mean nothing quite like india yet from a rate of change perspective but we are starting to see the numbers increase the positivity rates are rising uh, and the death rates are rising hospitalization rates are rising it's still from an absolute perspective the numbers are quite small still but but they are definitely on the up at last, a step in the right direction when it comes to uh, South Africa. Globally, I'm not so sure. I, th- I still think there's going to be a third or fourth wave, uh, whatever, once the winter hits us, autumn and winter. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, the UK is certainly the poster country for vaccinations and the way they've handled it after a very, very uh, patchy start. Markets in, in general, I mean, I've been talking about the, the short-term moves, particularly uh, late last night and today. Uh, but overall, you don't think that this is anything to worry about, the inflation story. It's just a, a minor blip and uh, it'll all, all, all disappear once the base effect has come out of the system. No, no, I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying is it's very hard to tell at the moment. Um, clearly, the inflation numbers are quite scary that we're seeing, and we've seen a massive rise in commodity prices, putting a lot of pressure on those inflation numbers. So we've seen pressure on the oil price, for instance. But, you know, yesterday, I think there was some housing data that came out that was disappointing. Now, a lot of the increases in the U.S. have been around lumber prices. If you follow the lumber price chart, it looks horrific. If the housing market starts to cool off a bit, then a lot of those lumber prices will also come off the boil because there'll be less demand for housing. So what do they say? The cure for high prices is high prices in terms of the commodities. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, like I say to you, I think the thing we have to watch is wage inflation. And yes, there is wage inflation coming through, but will it be very sticky? So it's very hard to tell at the moment. I think that we can't get away from the fact, Lindsay, that markets were getting pretty expensive before they fell. There wasn't a huge margin of safety among a lot of sectors in world markets that you could hide. You know, a lot of companies were pretty pricey. And and one could argue that perhaps we'll be looking for an excuse to take some profits. Does the market fall 10, 15% from here? God, I wish I knew. I'm not that clever. 
but that I, I think this is quite a rational way to deal with things right now. Markets are expensive. Inflation numbers are slightly worrying. And just for what it's worth, not that it's a huge economy, but I see Iceland raise rates today. Ah. So I think the markets have got to be a little bit worried. What happens if the Fed changes its tune? And what happens if the Fed starts saying, well, we've got to be careful about monetary policy? We're not there yet. The Fed keeps saying, don't worry about it. But, you know, markets preempt these things and start getting nervous. But, yes, I think it's probably relatively rational to expect markets to come off their, their high levels with the global landscape with inflation rising. As I, I said to you, I don't think the markets really care what it'll look like in 12 months' time. They're saying right now it's rising. Right now there's pricing pressure for a number of companies. But, but equally, if you look through this, rate for the value sectors of the market, the cyclical elements, because we're not getting inflation because demand is collapsing. We're getting inflation because demand is rising. And that can be good for a lot of companies. I saw an interview with the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey earlier on today, and he said we're keeping a very, very close eye on it. He, he didn't look worried and he didn't sound worried, but he said uh, they're monitoring it very, very closely indeed. And then the commentator afterwards, she said, you know, what? They, they, they cut rates in March of last year uh, as an emergency measure because of what was going on in markets and also because of the threat of a long term pandemic. And that was absolutely right, she said. But then she said, do we need it now? Probably not. So we think that they are going to raise rates back to where they were pre-pandemic. And that's not, that's a tiny amount, of course. But um, if the Fed takes that stance as well, then we've got some problems. Oh, we have, but, you know, maybe we need to live in a world where rates are a little bit higher than they are currently because the cost of capital argument doesn't make a lot of sense. We've got a lot of zombie companies continuing to operate even though they should be out of business. Um, capitalism hasn't been working for a long time because interest rates have been so low. So maybe it's not the worst in the world. I mean, the fact that a number of small cap tech companies are in ridiculous price to sales ratios only because money's been free, that, that's not normal markets. Make the, you know, I, I'm not saying on like a six-month view, obviously it'll be very scary if they raise rates again. But if they're raising rates because the global economy is improving, well, for companies that are decent companies with good earnings, that shouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, you shouldn't sell a company because rates go up by half a percent. That, that shouldn't be the reason you get out of everything. But if it's highly, highly speculative and the discounted cash flow valuation suddenly becomes almost worthless overnight because of a 50 basis point move, then maybe you'll think differently. But, but good companies should be able to weather that. And equally, if rates are rising because demand is strong and earnings are improving, well, maybe that's good for some companies. So I think we mustn't just kind of blanket and say everything gets sold. Yes, it might do in the short term because markets are often irrational. But there'll probably be lots of opportunities if we see a sell-off in these markets. Well said, Joanne. Joanne Bainham is from Sterling Private Wealth in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.